and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. Sometimes people that are standing on third base think they hit a triple. Yeah. We're going in time. We're going out time. Inside and outside them. And we get them on the run run. We're going to keep them on the run. And we're not going to pass unless our secondary comes up too close. But don't forget, man, we're going to get them on the run. We're going to go, 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 go. And we aren't going to stop until we go to our goal line. I'm not going to. So quit asking. Hello, folks, and welcome back into the Spread the Field podcast. The college football season is, at least the regular season, is waning down to its conclusion as we get uh, closer to Thanksgiving, closer to conference championship week and bowl season. And it's been a ride, folks. We had a we had a string of three really good weeks in a row here on the podcast plays. Uh, last week, not as kind. We'll get to that in just a second. But as always, you can find me on Twitter at BetsBald uh, or X, whatever it's called now. Uh, You can also find my plays on the Action app, where I've been tracking some additional plays, not only college football, but NFL. I am, of course, your host, Jack, the the man who who bets, the ball guy who bets. Uh, And yeah, it's been, uh, well, like I said, pretty pretty good run for us, considering how bad the season was in the middle there. Um, Subpar week last week, we went three and four on our podcast plays. We actually had a bonus play that I should have put on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter or X, uh, we did some late night Mountain West action that did cash for us. That's back to back weeks we've had plays like that. Uh, but for our official podcast plays, after our three and four week last week, our record stands at twenty eight forty one and three. I I do not foresee us getting to five hundred on the record uh, before conference championship week and bowl season. Uh, so we'll have to try to recoup. Recoup, recoup our uh, losses there in bowl season to get to the black by the national championship game. Um, putting us down back, we're de- back down 10 and a half units. So we lost a little bit of ground last week, um, but we're back. We're happy to be here. Uh, week 12 is here. Cannot, cannot believe it. Um, yeah. They, a lot of good matchups on the board. Uh, I, the, the, the long sheet was very long to start. We've, we've parsed it down to what we like here. Uh, we've got Papa Joe back. He goes uh, he goes off on some ranting and ravings, but uh, he's he's had a pretty good run as well. We'll get to his record the last couple of weeks. Uh, but before we do that, let's look at what we did last week in week number 11, our three and four week. Uh, we started out last week with Michigan minus anything. Uh, and they, uh, you know, they kept it a little more interesting than I thought. I thought maybe they'd pound it in the ground, but sometimes it's not the scoreboard that shows your dominance. Sometimes it's your actions and the Wolverines, I think only officially or sorry, unofficially attempted one pass in the second half. Uh, that was actually a defensive penalty. So in the uh, record books, it does not go down as a pass attempt uh, as they just ground Penn state. Well, into dust. Uh, we told you Penn state was fraudulent. I keep telling you Penn state was fraudulent. I really want to put Penn state on the card this week. They're taking on Rutgers, but I, I, I can't trust Rutgers. Um, but you're going to be told here at these last CFP rankings that Penn State's somehow still worthy of a New Year's Six game. So enjoy that, folks. Enjoy all that shit. But Michigan taking care of business, getting us off to a good win to start the day. Uh, next, what do we had? We had NC State taking on Wake Forest. We like the under there. Uh, total set at 43. Uh, it looked shaky there for a minute. NC State put up some points early. Uh, not, not that I was ever overly worried, 
uh, we actually uh, took this to to our uh, our gambling syndicate for a big squad parlay, and uh, it came through for us. Uh, as this game settled, I want to say at 32. So uh, not a whole lot to sweat there, thankfully. But uh, yeah, so that cash for us as well. Next, we had uh, we had Minnesota on the money line. Got the pig. The Big Ten West is a mess, and I can't wait for the division to go away. In some ways, but at the same time, I love the, the 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 just bad football that happens, the unders, the the just high school slog fests that go on there. So I, you hate you hate to say completely that you want it gone, but I really thought they'd be a feistier team taking on Purdue. Purdue would look like a world beater last week. I mean, they they put it on them early and often. Uh, Minnesota tried to make it interesting late, but I want to say in this game, Purdue actually got up at one point. Yeah, at one point it was 49 to 23. So Purdue completely in control. Minnesota never had a chance. Uh, do not trust anything in the Big Ten West on a side. Totals maybe, but on a side, do do not trust any of that. Uh, what else we had? We had Northwestern getting 10.5 against Wisconsin. We told you once again, Big Ten West. Don't trust any Big Ten West team with, with 10.5 points. So uh, that was not only a cash, but an outright win for Northwestern. Northwestern's starting to earn herself some favor with us as they win this one outright 24-10, uh, got up to 24-3 at half and coasted the rest of the way. Uh, so, Oh, earlier action. Sorry, we glossed over. Georgia Tech. Uh, odd week Georgia Tech. Uh, the streak is over. Uh, Clemson took care of them. Uh, Georgia Tech was getting more than two touchdowns, and Clemson has, despite my, my objections, has rallied. Uh, from that Notre Dame game, uh, they we were looking at them. They're playing North Carolina this week, and I I can't pick against their defense. Their defense has actually been pretty serviceable on the for the totality of the year. So uh, you know, good for them, but bad for us in uh, Georgia Tech. Hopefully, the Ramblin' Wreck can make things interesting this week, um, and then next week they got uh, the Bulldogs. So let's see if they put them on their heels. I, I doubt it, but it would be interesting to see. Uh, the last two we had last week uh, also both losers. Unfortunately, Ole Miss just didn't show up. I bought into the hype. I should have known better. Lane Kiffin going to Lane Kiffin, offensive genius. He, like I said, he he's yeah, he just he doesn't show up in the big games. Uh, Georgia Southern. I, this one hurt a little bit because Marshall had been so bad on offense for three weeks in a row, not even putting up double digits, and they come out at home, uh, play with a little bit of fire, smack around Georgia Southern. Southern was still able to put up points. Uh, but could not cover, could not win. Uh, they were laying two and a half on the road. So the home dog Marshall covers there. So three and four last week, um, it, you know, not where we want to be. Still not a, a complete downturn of the work we've put in the last several weeks. So hopefully, uh, hopefully by the end of the show here, we'll have some more winners uh, to put on this week's card. But before we get to our picks, uh, let's stop in with Papa Joe. See how he's been doing. See what kind of uh, craziness he's got up his sleeve for week number 12. All right, folks. And we are back once again with Papa Joe for his week 12 picks. How are we doing, Papa Joe? Welcome, Falstaff drinkers, to the Kai Gamma Studios here at the Pizza Palace. We are in the middle of the forest in beautiful coming Georgia. A little chilly tonight, Jack. Here in Georgia, but uh, man, college football is just getting better and better and better. We're reaching what we call in theater, and you know I do do a lot of amateur theater, at least back in the day I did. 
we're reaching a crescendo. Some, I mean, something like that. I would say there was equal amounts good and bad last week. I think yeah. a lot of a lot of what we talked about came to fruition. Um, there's yeah. still a couple weeks left uh, to sort everything out, but um, bottom line is Penn State was a fraud the entire time. Penn State was a fraud, and uh, we found out there's not uh, not a whole lot of difference between fruition and fruit of the loom, especially when it comes to uh, uh, Joey Freshwater and the uh, powder blue underwear. Uh, they 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 just got manhandled. They got manhandled. So for all you fans out there in Falstaff land, no powder blue tonight. Wearing the gray shorts. I told everybody. They should have wore gray bottoms with the powder blue helmets. They didn't do it. They wore that white bullshit. They got run off the field. We now know. We you know now they, know. You know they were that, the away that team. The Georgia right? Bulldogs. Wait, you know they're the away team. They have to wear white. They don't have to wear. They can wear gray pants. I said powder blue helmets, not powder blue tops. You have to listen. This is your podcast. You have you know, to listen. If you, it, it, it's it's stunning because Kiffin's all offense and doesn't show up in the big game. James Franklin's all defense and doesn't show up in the big game. And I think if you put the two together, you'd still have a good offense and possibly a good defense, and they still wouldn't show up and win the big game. All right. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that, Jack. And I know you hate every broadcaster on TV. You don't like a goddamn one of them. We all know that. But even um, I think it was Fowler, not even Herb Street, pointed out something good. Georgia just has they just have NFL linemen, and Ole Miss is not there yet. They'll never get there. And that's a that's God, a lazy wise. No, they have a bunch of false starts and other. That's crap. a lazy. That's a lazy, lazy comp. They they weren't prepared at all. Um, let's briefly look go over your record last week. You were five let's and two. That. You were five and two last week. Uh, yeah. the, uh, the old Miss Georgia game that we're talking about right now, that over, you had the over 58 and a half that almost cashed at the end of the first half. There's only yeah, 50. I, I, I don't piss Kirby off. Don't piss him off and look what he did. And now he's number one in the CFP. I know you don't want to talk about that. That's okay. No, we're not talking about that. Not uh, talking about CFP. You don't care. The, uh, Michigan game. We both had that. So Michigan covered that. Uh, Miami, Miami, last last late run there. Um, backdoor cover in that game. I told uh, you, you don't ever know what you're gonna get with Miami. They scored. And I think uh, Florida State has a weak schedule. Yeah, they scored uh, about midway through the fourth, and there was no scoring after that. But they, uh, I mean, they they looked like they were gonna be out of it there for a minute. Um, yeah. Let's see, uh, Michigan State, Ohio State, that went under, even though Ohio State dominated them. Uh, Tulsa, that, that was an interesting play. Pulling, you know, Tulane, as good as Tulane is, the green ray, wave, roll wave, they don't yeah, cover. They're not, they're not a they're cover team. Olive green is their official color. They're not, they're, not a, they're not a favorite cover team. They're a dog cover team. Yeah, uh, they are. They are. They are. And, then, and then we'll get to the, the, the two on the day that stumped you. Uh, USC and Oregon was much lower scoring than we thought. You had the total at 73 and a half. Yeah. Uh, that got nowhere near there. That, but I was smiling. Guess what? Just for all you fans in podcast land, I stayed up and watched their fucking ass lose. 
It doesn't matter. It's it's their fourth loss. You it doesn't. I don't care if they have the eight losses. If I'm watching them get a ninth loss, I'm smiling from ear to ear. That's I hate it loses people. gravitas. It loses gravitas. Uh, I, the other no. one, I I'm gonna pick on you a little bit about this one because I told you I don't know if you actually listen back to the show. I it, sometimes you say oh, you do, sometimes here you don't. Comes. I I told you. What, what I said, it felt like Tennessee was was set themselves up to lose the last two games here. Did I not? You did. You did. It could be the last three. They might lose yeah. to Vanderbilt at the end. Um, here, here's the thing. Drink water. Drink a witch. Have another drink. Whatever his name is. Um, I got to pay attention a little bit more. This guy, there is Missouri doesn't even belong in the SEC, and they they've played well this year. They, I mean, they have, they have, they've really they have, turned it around. They've they, respectable. They, uh, they've, they've had a good defense. They now got a, a, a pretty good offense. Um, I wouldn't you know, rely Co- on them Columbia, to go out and do something, but you know, you talked about Columbia's trip club. Col- Columbia's got a lot of resources. That that was historically a pretty successful school when it was in the Big Twelve. Um, it was a respect a respectable school when it was in the Big Eight. Well, exactly. So, I mean, they're, the 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 uh, the roots run deep there. So five and two, uh, Papa Joe's on a little bit of a run here, following up that. Hey, what's, uh, what's, you got my total there for the. I I do not. I would have okay. to listen back to so many rantings and raving. And uh, I think it's lost with some of the uh, JFK autopsy stuff. Yeah. Very, yeah, very, very. We fun. are we are in the month, you know. Yes. When yeah. I'm not doing the podcast, I'm listening to all the JFK stuff. Uh, oh I, yeah, that's what. Six, it, 60, nobody else. Sixty year anniversary. Is that the it? The 60th anniversary, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Papa Joe was uh, at uh, Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Chattanooga back then. There you go. Yeah. They sent me, they sent everybody home at noon. All right. Well, this happened. is not a conspiracy podcast. It's um, not? Okay. No. Let's, let's flip forward. <laughs> no, it's not. Not this week. <laughs> I thought it. Unless it's a college football CFP, conspiracy. I thought it was. Unless it's a college football conspiracy. Uh, yeah, which yeah, which yeah. there is one out there. JMU got their uh their waiver denied today, so that's, yeah, that's did that. Well, yeah, yeah, they were talking about that on the on the uh, on the network. That that sucked because I was uh, pulling for your Dukey Duke, so I didn't. If you notice, I have not looked at James Madison because I know you like to talk about him on your oh. portion of the show, as small as it's shrunk down to. But that's okay. Yeah, it's it's brief to say the least brief uh brief yeah they're having you know it's funny they're uh i think we we talked about this a little bit before they are um they're actually a pretty well-off school they were very successful uh prior at the fcs level in football um but they're kind of having a moment you know they upset michigan state um in basketball and men's basketball, I guess their soccer team is pretty good. That. Yeah, so they're they're having a little bit of a moment right now. But that's a you know kind of like we were talking about with uh, off off air. We we're talking about Liberty. Uh, that's a school with a lot of money and a lot of resources. So could it uh, be? Could it be that we could match up? Could we match up in a non-sanctioned bowl game? A well, so it looks it against looks like, Liberty. It looks like they're going to back into a bowl game regardless because there's not going to be enough bowl eligible teams. So anyways, how can that be? Cause they have, they add like three new bowls from like, there's 82, there's a, uh, uh, yeah. 82 teams have to be eligible for a bowl and there's nowhere near. What that happened way. to 38 bowls? When did this happen? How did we get to 41? Uh, you know what? There's a sponsor out there throwing money to somebody. So, 
Um, let's 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 go ahead. Let's start running down uh, what we're looking at here for you, Papa Joe. In week I think number Falstaff twelve, Falstaff now has a bowl this year, Jack. Uh, ah, yes, part the, of the, yeah. the defunct brand bowl. Yeah, yeah, I guess. All right, where where do you want to start here? How about this? Uh, we'll start at this noon game here. Louisville goes into Coral Gables, or is that yes. Miami Gardens? I, I don't know. Uh, it's Miami. It's Miami Gardens. Yeah. Uh, no, that's where the old stadium is. We are going to one Fort Lauderdale. It's not in Fort Lauderdale. You keep trying it to say it is in it's Fort Lauderdale. In, no, it's not. It's not a Fort Lauderdale address. Joe Robbie Stadium is in Fort Lauderdale. I don't think you know where Fort Lauderdale is. It's north of Miami. No, yeah, and this stadium is not. It's not in Miami, I can tell you that. It's not in Coral Gables, and it's not in Miami Gardens. It's Miami Gardens. That's that is that's the, where the school is. That's no, the school I believe is in Coral Gables. The school is. The schools in you know Coral what Gables. I would you know what I will call the postmaster tomorrow. I'm looking at it on Google Maps right, right. now. It's, now, it's, it's let, Miami Gardens. Say, let's just say it's in Joe it's 347 Don Shula Drive, Miami Gardens. Miami okay. Gardens. Let's let's just say it's in uh I, I am I'm really surprised they haven't talked about replacing that stadium. Uh, I mean, why would it? so? Why you, would they? I don't know? Everything 30, 35 years old, they're they're dumping like uh, yesterday's ice water. So, for here, I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you for reference. Uh, Louisville comes into this game a dog despite their successful season. I am it's shocked taking on uh, Miami. I they are shocked and appalled. one point. Yeah, I think Brom is. I think Brom is. Brom's taking somebody else's players, which a lot of coaches do. Now we know that, and then they fail later. This guy actually built something at Purdue and maintained it. Okay, uh, Fort Lauderdale is seventeen miles away. Thing. Just so you know, what Fort Lauderdale is seventeen miles away from the stadium. Uh, get a new map. Get a new map. All right. Anyways, Louisville's catching uh, a point here as they go into this nooner. And- All right. So here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting. They're already set, you know, the records are such that they're already set up to play Florida State. So this is resume building time. They still got a shot. If they knock off, if they knock off Florida State and are 12 and one, not that they would get into the final four. I'm not saying that, but man, they are set up for something big. Miami has won every game at home, save for the Georgia Tech disaster. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised myself. Well, I got news for you. There's going to be more Louisville fans in the stands than Miami fans. And I'm going to tell you what, that school can't draw flies, and Miami has nothing to play for. And this is the week where they, they spent all their um, testosterone on the Knowles, and I think uh, – I, I, don't, I don't think they'll roll over. I think it'll be close. But if Louisville's getting one, I think it's a field goal game. The uh, the brief former Big East foes uh, have not met very often since they've both been in the ACC. They haven't met since the Isn't COVID season. Yeah, they haven't met, met since the COVID season in 2020. Um, they had some great no. Big East matchups back in the day. I mean, great. Well, it was, it was only brief because you got to remember, wait, uh, Louisville was in what, uh, CUSA? And then the Big East, and then that's when everything started to kind of blow up. No, they were in the Big East for a long time. 
Look it up. The same time as Miami? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look it up. Because oh. you had eight teams back then, and and they would be – when Louisville had their surge under Schnellenberger, they would play on ESPN on a Saturday night, go down to Miami and get their ass waxed. But they'd go in there like, you know, with one loss, two loss, whatever, and threaten Miami. They'd choke. But Big East was interesting back then for a while in the 90s. Louisville, Pitt, you know, Cincinnati, oh, Temple. No, no, hey, we're hey, we're we're both wrong here. Uh, Miami left in 04 for the ACC, and Louisville joined in 05. The ACC. Talking about the Big East. No, no, I'm talking about the Big East. Miami left the Big East in 2004 for the ACC, and Louisville joined the Big East in 2005. So they never met in the Big East. Back in the 90s, Louisville was not in the Big East in football. No, they were in CUSA. I just told you this. Maybe they were. Okay. Well, maybe they were a uh, out-of-conference game. But anyway, they, they had some battles. I like that. Let's go with Louisville. All right. Let's move on. We've, we've already gotten way off way off the record here. I know. I'm on my second fall staff. What's wrong with you people? Yeah, the beer that does not exist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on down. Did you the check board. the mailbag today? That, I heard. No, this is I, what I heard. There's no this mail. Is what I heard. There's I've, no mailbag. I've mail told bag. you. I've You're told you produced. people. Uh, this is weird. Two thirty Eastern. What's that make? That makes this what a noon. Uh, which one are you talking about? Uh, Utah goes into Tucson, taking on the Wildcats, a feisty Jed Fish coach team. I I had it at twelve. Mountain time. It's got it 12.30, so then it'll be 12.30. All right. All right. Anyway, that is that is like weird. Here's the thing. Barnes played better last week for Utah. It looked okay. Um, Arizona's on the rise. These teams are both 7-3. and three. Um, Jed Fish, maybe behind the scenes, is being courted by A&M, Michigan State possibly. I think they're – I think they might be distracted – one thing about Utah, I like how they're focused. I know they, you know, went in there and fell on their face against Oregon. Uh, they played some outstanding defense the day they played uh, UCLA. That was a 14-7 game. I think Arizona is is kind of set up for – they've had six one-score games. Did you know that? Arizona's been in six one-score games. They've been good. And I think those are the games that Utah usually win, so – I like the two Utes. Uh, I've only got, hold on. I've only got, oh, that's Utah. Sorry, Arizona. Uh, Yeah, Utah catching a point here on the road. Yeah. Um, Their defense is still pretty stout. They've been completely, I don't want to say wipes, but they've lost a lot of their bite because of the offense and the fact that Cam Rising's not going to be back. Well, Barnes got overwhelmed by Oregon. Oregon's pretty freaking good. Well, but just just in general, I mean, even I mean, even last week, Washington's kind of a, I don't want to say a down team, but they uh they I mean, you're gonna give up, you're gonna give up yards and then not be able to, I I don't know, yeah, that's not the type of game that Utah would win, uh, when they get in these high scoring affairs. So, uh, but right. yeah, like it's you said, more I more of a Washington thing. Yeah, and I echo well, and I echo everything you said about Arizona. Arizona has looked very good. 
Um, they look, uh, I hope fish stays because I think that'll be interesting for, um, when they transition over to the big 12, I think he'd fit into that pretty well. I'll tell you uh, what, you, the big 12 is set up to be a badass conference. I, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's just, we're, we're, we're in the interim until it's. The oh, NFL you hate it all. You want, you want, you want everything to be like eight teams in their own backyard and all that. You know, you need yeah. to you need to move into the twenty second century, my friend. Uh-huh. Uh Utah has won six straight. And of those six, they've covered five of the last six. So that bodes well for you, Papa Joe. Yeah, I I mean it's a question of can can the Utes show up and play the uh Utah style of football that Winningham's known for? I think they can. Arizona's not super dangerous on offense. Um, I mean they're they've been good but I wouldn't call them outright dangerous. So can Utah kind of limit limit their ability and then uh, probably try to ground and pound their way to a victory? You're playing uh, – both teams playing with a second-string quarterback. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very, very interesting, yeah. All right, let's move on. We move on. Got, where do you want to go next? Let's go to Washington and Oregon State. I, you know, it's ah, yeah, no, built. Let's, I, let's look, but, Let's go to hold on. Let's go to three thirty for it because now I'm scrolling down. Let's go to three thirty. Let's go to Ugga. I want to go to Ugga and uh, Rocky Top. Yeah, let's go to Neyland. Georgia comes in. Obviously, uh, Tennessee off of just waxing last week by Mizzou, who Georgia beat the week before. I I made a statement a couple weeks ago that uh, somebody had to uh, have borrowed a can of whoop ass from Kirby, and uh, Kirby's got a lot of can. Kirby's got whoop ass by the cases. Now you know if 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 Georgia wins three in a row, these people are going to be tough to live with the rest of my life. But I respect Kirby, best coach right now in college football. I think they go in there. They prove to me that they just got uh, Lane all. They got Joey Fresh Freshwater so frustrated. They're going to go up the Rocky Top, and obviously Joe Milton's really not a very good quarterback. Tennessee doesn't have as many pieces as you thought. And Josh Heupel has got some uh, – he's got some building to do if he really wants to compete. And the pressure is going to be really on because you just told me that um, Jamie Chadwell is going to come into uh, Mississippi State, right? That's the, the – he was That's the there. Rumor. I don't yeah. know that I, – I still don't know that he's going to go. I think – I, I think he took a meeting to put himself in a better spot to leverage a contract, but I mean you you got you got nothing but but uh pressure cooker jobs in the SEC, especially starting next year. So it's gonna get interesting for Hypel. He's gotta go out and get a quarterback that can uh actually perform. But the dogs go in there, uh Lad McConkey, and you got you got two You've got two guys that uh, 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 the secondaries can't keep up with, which I don't understand. They all run a four four forty in gym shorts, and you can't catch two slow white guys. I have no idea how that adds up, except uh, Carson Beck's playing real well, too. This was a two-touchdown win for Georgia last year, a game in yeah. which Tennessee had uh, – it was in, in, Better in Athens. But Hooker was healthy in that game. Georgia's yeah. won six straight. Uh, yeah. They've covered seven – or, I'm sorry, six of the last seven. Uh, Tennessee hasn't covered since 2018. They haven't won 
since 2016. And uh, like I said, you know, if Georgia won last year by two touchdowns with a uh, better Tennessee team, I, I think you're uh, 10 and a half there that Georgia's laying. Uh, yeah, we might, we, might be in good we will know. We will know about this halfway through the first quarter. And there's, uh, well, there's, there's I, better, I would, I would, there's I better games to watch. You know, does he get, does Hypel get the campus rolling and, and, and whipped up into a frenzy? And do you get 107,000 people to do what they normally do early in the season? Can you get 107,000 people to do that? I, I don't know. I, 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 don't I, think, know. I think the air has come out of their, uh, their season. They, they, you gotta remember, didn't they open in the top ten? Yes. Yeah, and now I mean, they're staring at eight and four, nine and four at best. That's that's yeah, not I mean, what they thought you know, they'd it's be. Nice. They'll be in the cereal bowl or whatever the hell yeah. you call it. So they will right. not be in the fall staff bowl. Let's go. Let's go to seven o'clock. We've got. Uh, is this one of those governors' cup battles or one of those bell battles? Kansas State goes on the road to Kansas. Uh, K-State comes in uh, the favorite, making Kansas a home dog of eight points. What do you got to say about that, Papa They are playing Joe? this game. Did you hear this? They are playing this game in the middle of a cornfield in Dodge City, Kansas, with uh, the honorary uh, Marshall Dillon uh, watching over. None of that is true, and you're wasting your time, Papa Joe. What do you got? I, I've got the Jayhawks with the bigger logo on their helmet and Lance Leipold, who's going to be a darling uh, recruit, I think, for uh, the coaching carousel. I got them uh, – they're getting they're getting eight and a half. They're a home dog. And I know Kansas State has really played well. I, I, I find it hard to go against Kansas State. Eight and a half is a lot. Rivalry game. Rivalry game could be cold, could be cold in the cornfields. You know, tell uh, Glenn Campbell and the Wichita linemen it was hot that day. This ain't the summer. This ain't the summer. This ain't even Wichita. We were talking about Lawrence. We were talking about metropolitan, metropolitan Kansas City, Missouri is what uh, Lawrence is. Uh, I know your geography. It's it's not that close. It's like 45. It's Athens to Atlanta. You know, I delivered some paint to – Athens this morning. That was a nice hour drive. It was. Uh, Kansas. Kansas may be down. I mean, they, who, we don't know who's going to play at quarterback. Uh, Bean Bean is hurt. Uh, I think uh, Dan or no, who's their other quarterback? I do not know. Oh, I'll find it here in a minute. But uh, uh, this is also called the Governor's Cup, by the way. Just so you know. That, that that makes sense. One one of them, uh, yeah. I think Kansas might be down to you know either their their third or fourth string quarterback. Uh, K State coming off of the uh, the loss to Texas two weeks ago, they rebounded with a nice uh, butt whooping of Baylor. Uh, Kansas lost a struggle bus game to uh, Texas Tech last week. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Joey the- is a hot name right now. Their defense has been a little more suspect this year. Uh, Kansas has had, and I don't know if that's a product of the all the issues they're having on offense. It, oh, it could, my. Be, it, it could be they peaked against Oklahoma, and that's and that's you know all we're 
all we can uh, aspire to. I mean, you could look at it that. Papa Joe. Hold on, gotta grab a ball staff. Papa Joe. Yeah. Uh. I, I didn't know. I didn't know Beeson was hurt. So. Kansas has not covered this game. They have not covered the number in this game since 2008. They've only won. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I've got that backwards. They've covered only three times since 2008. Kansas has not won this game since 2008. Well, then they're due. But I keep telling how many guys from the 2008 team are on the 2023 team? It doesn't matter. The fact is, none of them. That's have won. right. It doesn't matter. That was a different. None of, none of those teams have won. I, uh, Jaylen, I, I like I I'm 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 basing it on Leipold versus Climate. Uh Jalen Daniels is the guy I'm thinking of. And I he was their number one quarterback. Yeah, he is not playing. Yeah, I think he's out for the year. So yeah. yeah, so they could be down, they could be down to their third string. Hey, when uh you know, one time Pepper Rogers had to take Bucky Schamberger out of the secondary at Georgia Tech when they were running the uh the wishbone. And uh, you know what? Bucky was the uh, quarterback for a while. He wore number 22, by the way. All you Georgia Tech fans need to look that up. I and, think uh, uh, go to the varsity while you're downtown. That's what I would do. I think this one's in trouble, Papa Joe. Although we um, have one here in uh, nearby Dawsonville. All right, let's go. Let's go on to the one you're trying to tease at earlier. Washington's taking on Oregon State. Washington comes into Corvallis getting two and a half points. Yeah, and, um, and I get the feeling. I get the feeling from talking to you for 12 weeks. You can't stand Washington, or you don't respect them. I don't know. Uh, they're kind of fun to watch. No, it's they, it's they play. You, you want to make them in and out. What the, you want to make them bigger than what they are. It is surviving at Washington, Florida State. It I want them in there because they can't stand Florida State. That's why. Survive in advance. Washington and Florida State. All you got to do yeah. is you finish undefeated, and you're likely going to be in the playoffs. Okay. Here's what here's you're over what here talking about style points and shit. All right, here's what happened. Here's what happened. The same guys that put that USC uh Notre Dame point spread together, which you know, obviously I was wrong, but I mocked it at the time. I can't believe Washington is getting two and a half points in Corvallis. Although the uh Beavs, and we all like Beaver, we've said that before. We all like some Beaver. Um, it played well of late. However, I think an underlying factor is the fact that Oregon State is going to be no more in the Pac-12. They will not be in big boy football. And alumnus or alum, I don't know what the word is, Jonathan Smith, you know I like to be some Jonathan Smith. He may be flirting with the uh, Texas A&M thing. I think they'll be a little distracted, and I can't believe they're getting the two. Yeah, Washington, you know, Washington uh, loses by a point. I win, right? Uh, right. Oregon's. I mean, now Oregon State has avoided everybody up to this this part for the most part. They beat Utah earlier in the year. Their losses they beat are to two Utes. Yeah, their losses are to uh, Washington State, which is looking worse by the day. It and is. They, it is. Uh, Close they one to Colorado this week. Close one to a feisty Arizona team. Uh, I, 
I, I'm with you. Take the points because, uh, like I said, Washington's in surviving advance mode. That's all they got to do to get there. I, I, they got Oregon breathing on their neck. Ooh, okay. And that, Here we and go. You know what? That's already set up too, Jack. The four, um, well, three of the four are already set up. Bama, Georgia. We're not there. Oregon we're not. State. We're going to run out of time right. if you if you go right. off here. Uh, Oregon State has covered this three straight, though, so keep that in mind. But I, I'm with you. I, th- I think given given Washington points for for all their struggles is a is a poor choice here. Uh, yeah. I, I think, like you said, I, th- I think I think Washington could win. You know, win by one, win by three. Uh, it's not really gonna matter. I think game day is in Corvallis. No, game day is at uh, James Madison. They are at the Dookie Dukes. Yes, I did not know that. They uh the that'll be the game because I know Herb Street's got to fly from Virginia cross country to Oregon State. He's gonna call Oregon State. I I think the hype might be too much for Oregon State too. Possible, possible, but they you know they they've played pretty cool. Um, I mean, really going to last year when Jonathan Smith really started turning around. They're they're not one to let the bright lights get ahead of them. I think they just have a good coach. You know. Well, yeah, but I. They just still have their limitations. That's all. They will always have their. You ever been to Corvallis? Nobody has. Nobody knows where it is. Yeah, couldn't point to it. I'm pretty sure John it's out, out in the trees somewhere. John Galt has not been there, and it's in the middle of nowhere. So it gets uh, all I think, you Atlas Shrugged fans. Out there. I think DB Cooper is living there. That's where he jumped out of the plane. Uh, right? No, that was over Washington State. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're they're both the same. Maybe maybe Idaho. Uh, our last one we're going to talk about because we're we're butted up against time here, Papa Joe. You're uh, kidding. Night, yeah, night game here. Well, Texas quit wasting all my time. I mean, I'm trying yeah. to make points here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's happening. Texas going uh going into Ames at night, taking on the clones. Te- Tejas taking on Julie's AO Pie sorority chicks uh you're wasting time you're wasting time with all these the cyclones uh Iowa are getting State seven and a, a half they are a home dog of seven and a half yes that is correct they are a home dog seven and a half and um uh you know me i don't believe in texas i just don't believe in them yours is back yours is back but um i think um and they we, lost they lost you, the running you love to pick on you some matt campbell but if Matt Campbell, in the back of his mind, wants a bigger job. Oh, my God. Stop. No, stop right then, now. Then he, stop. Then he puts everything into this. No, that's a horse. No, we're not We're he not playing that game. puts everything into this. Yeah. No. Uh, Texas lost their running back last week. He's out for the season with an ACL. Matt Campbell's not a candidate for any job other than maybe down at the food line bagging fucking groceries. They don't have – they have a high V in uh, Iowa. Yeah, they have them all over that uh, Upper Plains area. Thank you. They do not have any food lions in Iowa. Yeah. I think you're more uh, thinking of Tennessee. Iowa State has covered three straight here. So that bodes well for you, Papa State. Papa well, Joe, I know they, a uh, lot. Of, I know a lot of people that were former AO Pi, and yeah. uh, that's that's I that's good enough for me. Texas, They're truly friends, and um, I like the Cyclones. Texas has not won in Ames since uh, 20. 17 i could actually believe that based on the disaster that was charlie strong tom herman and who the hell was the coach before that is that mac brown that's nah, gotta be all the way to mac brown yeah yeah all the way back to mac brown yeah 
But I hope they don't do something stupid like wear the black. They should wear the all red. They wear the all red. I think that'd be good. It'd be good. Yeah. So. Right. So recap right, real quick. Yeah. Recap. 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 You do that. Or else I'll bring up something else. and uh, We've gone way off uh, the rails here. As We have not. We have been focused. We've gone ask way the, off the rails. Ask the mailbag. Um, there is no mailbag. Uh, Kansas, uh, catching eight as a home dog. You like them there. Uh, Washington, getting two and a half on the road in Corvallis. Love that one the best. Uh, Louisville getting one on the road in Miami Gardens. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm going to check the map when we're, this call is over. Utah getting one on the road. God, did you pick a single home team? You picked Iowa State as the only home team. Oh, Kansas. You get Kansas too. Uh, yeah. Georgia, Georgia on the road, uh, laying 10 and a half at Rocky big Top. Big can of whoop ass. Big, 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 big. Utah laying, or sorry, Utah getting one on the road in Tucson. And the aforementioned Iowa State uh, getting more than a touchdown at home. Uh, where they have covered against Texas in the recent past, so they've kept some games close. I mean, you know, they they disappointed of late. They've been up and down, but uh, they still uh, they still got something to play for. Well, Papa Joe, you've gone you've gone eight and two over your last ten, eighty percent. So maybe- this is why people tune into this podcast to hear my picks because then they can go out and bet some of their hard earned money. If they tuned in to hear your picks, then why is this segment so long? I I I, I, I run out of false. There we are. Uh, run out of false staff. <laughs> I don't know. Check the mailbag. That they write There's no mailbag. Stop with it. the mailbag. Don't oh my god. The mailbag. Three things I'm tired of. You talking about the mailbag, Matt Campbell being up for jobs, and that Penn State is actually good. Three things I'm well, That's done. why people should go online and and look at what we got at the swag store. You've got uh you've got one minute here for any final thoughts. Um I I I I think the uh I want to talk about the Texas AM job. I think it'll be really interesting. You've got 30 seconds. Really, really interesting of all the candidates out there. The most fun would be because Joey's trying to figure out if he would ever be considered for the Alabama job. If he's never going to get the Alabama job, he he'll go to A and M. He's not going. He's not going. If A&M. it's offered, he's not going A and M. Well, who do you think is going to go there? I don't know, and I don't frankly care. You should care. It's college football. I I don't I I, I don't care in the fact that the. For them to be successful, they're going to have to make the right hire. I don't put I don't put faith in a bunch of people exactly. who let their money. That's the fun of this. I don't put it's not. I wouldn't say it's fun. It'll be fun when they pick someone, but the guessing who they're going to pick is not fun. When they pick whatever poor schmuck they pick and give them a boatload of money and our own, yeah, good old boy shit. That'll be fun. Because- oh, like we like when we took Marcus. That we 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 had to go back and forth with uh uh. Who will Notre Dame get? Who will Notre Dame? Then we got Marcus, and then you know we got happy about all that shit. Yeah, that was more interesting than this. This is not interesting. None, none of this is interesting until they pick somebody. They're, they're, I think you look at things. You look at things from a just a jaded point of view. There's, no, 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 there's it's, a lot it's, more into it. They're gonna have. It I would got, be, I, this is what I listened to. We're, the other hold on, hold on. We're hundred. Stop, because we're running up against time here. It would be more interesting if they put the effort into finding someone who's going to win in them a national championship instead of let the money people 
pick the most popular person that they think is hot right now. No, I get that. That is that is exactly my point. Yeah, On 20 the- seconds. Go, Papa Joe. Okay. Um, Notre Dame goes down to A&M uh, College Station next year, 114000 They've already sold standing room only. That's going to be huge. That'll be huge. Um, so next week, fans. You got five seconds. Jack will be here. We're doing the podcast from the Pizza Palace incoming, and it's going to be wild. It'll be wild. Everybody, we will see you in week number, what is that, 13. We'll see you in week 13 together in the same room somehow. In the same room, yes. Good night. That's right, folks. Me and Papa Joe, I think, are going to be in the same room. Uh, You know, Thanksgiving's a week of family, whether you want to be around them or not. Uh, No, we're looking forward to going and visit Papa Joe. Uh, But, yeah, we're going to try to be in the same room, record at the same time. So, uh, hopefully, the audio works out. Hopefully, we don't yell over each other too much, but uh, I make zero promises. Uh, Let's flip ahead to our official Spread the Field podcast plays for this week. Um, Once again, one caveat there. Like I said, we've had a couple uh, last-minute plays either um, on Friday night or uh, sometimes late night, usually Mountain West action. We had UNLV last week. I think the week before we had uh, Fresno State. So I'm going to try to get those on Twitter as they're happening. Uh, I'm not going to add them into our official record still, but uh, pay attention to that. Uh, once again, that stuff's usually tracked over on the Action app, uh, as well as NFL plays. We've been riding the uh, NFL under train in a couple uh, key sides. So, uh, as always, check out X, Twitter, and uh, the Action app to uh, follow that stuff. But, without further delay, we've got a fantastic week, uh, slate of games this week. Uh, let's get into our Week 12 plays. First, uh, we got several nooners here. We've got... Coastal Carolina visiting on the Hudson. Uh, West Point take on the Army Black Knights. Coastal comes in as a road favorite here, laying three and a half. Uh, it's, Coastal's played pretty well despite losing Grace McCall for the season, uh, or at least the last several weeks, possibly the season. Uh, they've played a really tough slate of games here recently and have come away winners of five straight. Also covered five straight going back to the middle of October. Appalachian State, Arkansas State, Marshall, Old Dominion, Texas State. And while that may not sound like world beaters in the fun belt, that is some pretty solid competition. Uh, In some cases, taking care of business by double-digit points. On the flip side, Army uh, beat Holy Cross last week. Holy Cross, of course, down a division. But surprising win against Air Force two weeks ago. Uh, service Academy on Service Academy uh, matchup there. So, you know, you, you can't garner a ton from that. Those teams are familiar with the way each one wants to play. But prior to that, losses to UMass, blown out by LSU. Uh, this Army team had just struggled there for a second. So I I don't know what you can garner. That Air Force game is obviously an outlier. Uh, I would expect them to beat Holy Cross last week the way they did. But what we're liking here is we're liking Coastal on the road. Like I said, they've just played a better slate of opponents. The Sun Belt's a tougher conference. Uh, they've they've rebounded well without McCall, still still running their offense fairly effectively. Uh, the defense has played played pretty well as of late, considering. Uh, and I think they could easily cover this three and a half. Like I said, Army has just not shown anything outside of that Air Force game that they're going to keep a game uh, within a touchdown against an opponent that's that's really got some uh, some good coaching and some good offense behind him. So give me the chance clears on the road, uh, laying three and a half against the Black Knights for our first play. 
Next, let's go back to the Big Ten West, folks. Two teams. We actually had uh, the side for one and the opposite side for the other last week. Purdue makes the very short trip, what, like two and a half hours up to Evanston, taking on Northwestern. Uh, Purdue uh, laying three points on the road, making Northwestern a home dog. And I love me a home dog in the Big Ten West. Uh, Numbers a little shorter than, you know, what Northwestern had last week when they were an outright winner against Wisconsin. But catching three points, I just, I I like this Northwestern team right now. They're, They're growing on me. Uh, they just decided to uh, extend their coach to be their full-time coach, who's got them at five and five. I mean, they're they're searching for a bowl game here. This is this is exciting if you're a Wildcats fan. Hopefully, the stupid Chicago people let them build a new stadium. They they might they might decide they want to compete in the new college football world. Uh, so I like I like them catching the three. I I don't know if they'll win. I'd love to I'd love to put them on the money line, but we're gonna go ahead and take the three points. Uh, very possible that, you know, this gets into some sort of weird game, like 20 to 19 or something. Um, but I think, you know, despite the offensive explosion last week by Purdue, I think that says more about where Minnesota is at lately, not where, where Purdue is at, uh, you know, going back, uh, three weeks ago at the end of October, Purdue had lost to Nebraska. Uh, and I just, you know, like I said, I, I think there's a lot of momentum here for the Northwestern team. Uh, despite what Purdue did last week, Northwestern playing decent defense as well. Um, so if they can shut them down, maybe generate some turnovers, which they've been able to do uh, for several weeks in a row, I like the Wildcats catching three at home. Next, we go to college game day is at the Dukes, folks. The Dukes are James Madison Dukes. We were all over them last year. I got to get me a T-shirt. I'm, I'm so excited for this program. Other than the fact that the NCAA stupid freaking subcommittees like bureaucratic Congress is trying to keep them out of a fucking New Year's Six. Put the Dukes in. Let them bowl. Let them bowl. They are taking on App State here at home in Harrisonburg. It is going to be hopefully buck wild out there, folks. Uh, this number has jumped all over the place. It opened at 10 and a half. It's dumped down all the way to eight and a half. Now I finally just settled on minus nine and a half. So just a shade under 10 for the Dukes. And how, how can you not root for them here? They have taken on much better competition in the Sun Belt. Uh, fresh off a big win last week against UConn. Who cares about that? But the week before, Georgia State, who was looking like a, a conference championship contender, took care of them 42 to 10. Took care of Marshall. Took care of Southern. I mean, I, I think, I, you know, and App State's played better. Do not get me wrong. App State's played better here. Uh, They took care of Georgia State themselves last week. They took care of Marshall themselves. But, you know, this is the same team that lost to Old Dominion, lost to Coastal Carolina, struggled in some of these games. I I think there's just too much momentum behind our James Madison Dukes. They play too good a defense, especially you got the App State run offense versus this JMU run defense giving up less than 70 yards per game on the ground. Give me the Dukes laying nine and a half in front of college game day and hopefully the world to see. Get this off ESPN Plus. Put it on ABC for Christ's sake. All right. Love me some Dukes. Uh, we we got the alma mater, folks. Ball State, who is like acting like they're playing for a bowl game, even though they're already out of it, taking on a lowly, lowly Kent State Golden Flashes. Uh, Kent State 0-9 on the season. Uh, they come in 1-7-1 against the number, uh, taking on Ball State in Funcy here. 
Uh, the line was 12 and a half. I don't, I don't know if Ball State covers that, honestly. Uh, but the total is at 42. Uh, I like this a lot better. You've got Kent State averaging 15 points per game on offense. Ball State averaging 17 points per game on offense. So, you know, that's that's not great. Low scoring there. Ball State's played pretty good defense this week. I've talked to a fellow alumnus uh, down there in uh, uh, Southside, Nick, about this. I The Ball State defense, for the first time since I can remember, is actually very good. If they had an offense to go get go with this, they would be a Mac West contender. Um, the last, uh, what, yeah. Four out of the last five games, the total's gone to the under for Ball State. Kent State's gone to the over, but once again, I, I don't trust the Ball State offense enough to put up uh, enough points. This this feels like a you know 24 to 10 game if Ball State's offense is really going. But realistically, I think this is going to be somewhere around uh, you know, 20, 20 to 18, uh, some, something weird like that. I think Ball State's going to not be able to pull away. Uh, but if they do, I think it's going to be because Kent State can't do anything on offense. Uh, so we like the under here of 42, uh, Kent, Ball State, and Funcy. Uh, next, we've got another Big Ten West showdown, folks. Illinois going out to Iowa City, taking on the Hawkeyes. Uh, the total here set at 32. You know where we're going. Do I really have to say it? I- Iowa is 2-8 is and eight to the over. So you know we're going under, folks. You know we're going under. Uh, Illinois has looked competent. They uh, they had the win against Indiana last week, the win against Minnesota two weeks ago. Um, they, you know, somewhat done some stuff on offense, not a ton, but this this Iowa defense is legit. And I think that's what, you know, we make fun of Iowa a lot. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there wondering what Iowa might do in the Big Ten championship game, but they do play defense, folks. And, you know, that's kind of what we're banking on here. We're banking on them being able to slow down shut down uh, Illinois, maybe not enough to win the game. I don't know, but, you know, enough to uh, depress the scoring. Iowa has gone to the under in five straight. Um, only one of those games going above the 32 mark that this one sits at. So uh, once again, we will roll with the under in the Big Ten West. Next, this is a, you know, we've we become a Dukes podcast. We've become a Fun Belt podcast. The UNLV Running Rebels, folks, they're, they're another one. They're another one. We're going to get us a T-shirt. Um, I love Las Vegas. Uh, this has been a fun team this year. 9-1 and one to the spread, 8-2 and two overall. They go into Colorado Springs taking on the Air Force Falcons. Uh, you know, not, not two short weeks ago, we were talking about the Falcons in a New Year's Six. Uh, they go out and drop one to Army and then dropped a very, very bad game last week to Hawaii out on the island. Um yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about this Air Force team. I don't know what to make of them. They look so good for so long. Uh, going back to, uh, you know, covering covering at Colorado State in the snow uh, at the end of October, I don't, I don't know what's happened. Uh, UNLV, like I said, kind of a magical run here. They've looked very good, very competent. They're going bowling. Uh, I don't know where they land. I'd have to look. I don't know where they land in the Mountain West standings. Uh, whether they can get to that championship game. Let's see if we can pull it up here real quick. Come on. I mean, it's possible, folks. It's possible they could be looking at a Mountain West championship game appearance. Uh, that would be exciting. So there's a lot to play for here for the Rebels. Um, they come in as a slight underdog uh, catching three, but I I actually like them outright on the money line. Like I said, I, I put a lot of faith in this team. I think they are rolling in the right direction. 
you know, they they beat a tough Iowa, or Wyoming team. Granted, that was at home a couple weeks ago. They played some close ones, but I here here's what I like here. And normally, normally this is where I'm against it, but here's why I like it. Air Force has won five straight in this series. Now, in that time, UNLV's played some close games with Air Force, but I don't think the UNLV has ever been this good. And like I said, with Air Force struggling, UNLV's been pretty decent against the run this year. Uh, I was looking at their stats. You know, Air Force, when Air Force is going well, they're they're getting over five yards per game on the ground. Uh UNLV has only done that twice this year. And that was against Hawaii and UTEP. Or yes. So uh even against Michigan, which they didn't run the ball a lot, UNLV did not give up a lot on the ground. So I think UNLV and their run defense can slow down Air Force enough. And I like their offense. They're very balanced on offense. Uh the other the other thing, that was the other part. Uh Air Force has had 10 turnovers the last two games. 10 turnovers. UNLV is generating a pretty good amount of turnovers uh, over two per game. So I think that's going to play a factor. Give me UNLV on the money line. We've got it at plus 130. Our last play this week, uh, number seven. We're seven again. So uh, we've got Old Dominion going on the road to Statesboro, taking on Georgia Southern. Obviously, we've got a lot of family and and, uh, friends of the podcast who are Eagles either alums or current students. Um, so sorry folks, but, uh, we're going to go with ODU covering ODU six and three against the number this year, uh, getting six on the road here. They're just, they're just a tough squad. They're a pesky team in this Sunbelt conference, despite the record three and six, uh, last year, uh, which they had played prior, but as far as, uh, at the FC or at the, uh, they played prior at the FCS level here at the FBS level, uh, last year game in Virginia, old dominion, uh, Covered or uh, sorry, yeah, they uh, sorry lost by only five. So uh, obviously within a touchdown there. Uh, I just like I said, they they've done a good job covering games. They're a pesky team. Uh, they play good defense some of the time, and Southern has really struggled here lately. Back to back losses against Texas State and Marshall. Uh, so I think ODU can just stick around enough to make things interesting. Uh, they have also struggled here of late, but I mean, there you look at the games they've lost. Coastal Carolina by four. James Matt. James Madison. They only lost by three. Uh, going back to losing to Marshall, they lost by six. So I think I think they can keep it close enough here uh, with Georgia Southern. Like I said, their their season not not on the brink, but you know, not where they wanted to be. It looks like they're going to be on the outs for uh, possibly the the. Let's actually look at the Sun Belt picture here real quick before I open my big mouth. Uh, yeah, so James Madison can't play a travesty. So uh, yeah, they're they're on the outs because it looks like Coastal's gonna get the conference championship on one side. Uh, so yeah, so a little bit of a disappointing in there for the Eagles, but uh, that's why we like ODU. Like I said, they're they're out there, they're mixing stuff up. Uh, give us the Monarchs. So let's get seven plays, seven plays again. Um, hopefully, we're on the right side of uh, of the record this week as opposed to last week. But uh, to recap real quick, Coastal Carolina uh, lane three and a half on the road at West Point. Uh, we'd like the Chanticleers to cover that. Uh, Army's just been rough uh, outside of that Air Force game, which is a big outlier. Uh, then we go to uh, the Big Ten West. We've got Purdue on the road making Northwestern a home dog. We like the Wildcats getting three points at home. Uh, they've been a plucky team. They're playing for bowl eligibility, folks. Uh, so uh, go Purple. Then we've got uh, we've got game day. The Dukes 
the Dukes, who, once again, look at this number. It's probably going to continue to move a little bit. Uh, get them at nine and a half at home, uh, laying that against App State. Uh, Duke, Dukes by a milli, folks. I, I like this team. I think they're going to be jacked up. Game day's there. Let them bowl. Put them in the New Year's Six. Fuck you, NCAA, and all your subcommittees. Uh, Kent State going on the road to Muncie, taking on Ball State. Uh, total here set at 42. Uh, we like the under here. Uh, both offenses have been pretty bad, and Ball State's been playing some pretty good defense. So we think uh, think the Cardinals win. Don't know if they cover the 12.5, uh, but we think scoring will be depressed in this one. Next, uh, back to the Big Ten West. We've got Illinois going on the road to Iowa City, taking on the Hawkeyes. Uh, line here set at 32. Uh, the Iowa defense is in this game, so we're going to go under that number. Um, Iowa, like I said, eight times to the under so far in the year. Uh, I think that trend continues. Uh, next, we go to out west, the Mountain West, another sneaky good conference. We we may, folks, on a, on an aside, we we may jump in and become a G five podcast at some point. So be prepared. Uh, UNLV on the road against Air Force. They have uh, lost five straight to the Falcons, but UNLV could potentially put themselves in the driver's seat to get the Mountain West uh, championship game. Uh, love me the Rebs, folks. Uh, we're going to take them outright on the money line uh, as an underdog in this game. Uh, we got that at plus 130. Shop around. You might find a slightly better number. And finally, uh, at night or in the early evening or late evening, however you want to put that, uh, Old Dominion taking on Georgia Southern. Uh, we like the Monarchs here. They've been a pesky team in the Sun Belt all year. Um, we think uh, six points is a little too much. I think I think Southern could win. You know, they could win by a field goal. They could win by four. Uh, but I like ODU to stick around and keep it interesting. So that's our picks, folks. Week 12 in the books. Um, <clears throat> as an aside, uh, we'll be going up and catching the Irish tomorrow. It's senior day, uh, which is kind of ironic as they take on Wake Forest and Sam Hartman's the quarterback for Notre Dame. Uh, so we'll take in all the fall sights and sounds there. I uh, don't know how many of these games I'll be able to watch or follow because uh, I think almost everything we've got on the card will be done uh, by the time I get back home. Uh, so we might not be able to watch any of the football action tomorrow, so we'll just have to follow it on the phone. Uh, once again, look for any late plays, especially some of those late-night weird um, Mountain West games. Uh, that could end up on Twitter or X at Bets Bald um, and also on the Action app. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to hopefully – Keeping climbing our way back, you know, we took a slight step back last week. Let's see if we can get on the right side and, and gain back some of our, our units. Uh, before we head on down to uh, live with Papa Joe in week number, tw- uh, what, week 13, sorry, week number 13. Live with Papa Joe, Thanksgiving week, um, rivalry week still in in uh, in some, uh, some uh, parts of the country, some conferences. So, yeah, another big week. Uh, but thanks for listening. Once again, find us on Spotify. Find us on Apple Podcast. If you're uh, iPhone people, uh, we're available there. Uh, and spread it around. Share it with some people. Uh, you know, whether people want to fade us or, you know, you know a guy who knows a guy who likes to gamble a little bit, you know, share it around. See what they have to say. Uh, but thanks for stopping by as always. And we'll see you with Papa Joe next week.